Welcome to the Your Skipper podcast, bringing you stories from captains and industry professionals working with super yachts, charter boats, and private yachts around the world. Whether your love is sail or power. And now your host, a super yacht captain for over 20 years who has been sailing since he was eight, Cameron Springthorpe. Hi, welcome back to the Your Skipper podcast. If you recently subscribed, don't worry, there's plenty more to come. When I released the last episode with Kaylin, I was looking after a 110-foot motor yacht that is for sale by Horizon in Mallorca. She's still for sale, but a yacht of 12 million euros is a fairly niche market, so it's not unusual. I'd finished various commissioning and servicing over the winter and reconnected with Horizon and some friends in Mallorca, so it was a natural time for my work there to draw to a close, and I had some other work waiting in Scotland. So my wife and I flew back from Mallorca to our house in Scotland. Well, to Gatwick, and then to Glasgow, and then we drove the two and a half hour journey home. Sometimes we wish we could pick our house up and move it nearer to an airport and in a warmer country. Anyway, there's nowhere quite like home, and despite it being an average 15 to 17 degrees colder, it was nice to sit and watch the rain going horizontally past the window, whilst we're nice and cosy inside with the underfloor heating on. My first job on getting back was to install a large 6-volt battery bank and a 5-kilowatt, 120-amp inverter charger on board Elizabeth G, one of the charter vessels owned by Hebrides Cruisers. This is to allow them to run their fridge-freezer and phone chargers overnight without a generator being on. I love improving and upgrading systems, so this was a fun job. I posted a video and some pictures on my website, yourskipper.co.uk, if you're interested in that kind of thing. Elizabeth G is a Norwegian rescue ship. She was built in 1963. It's just under 23 metres long and most impressively has a draft of almost 4 metres. These rescue ships were built for the North Atlantic where they followed the Norwegian fishing fleet so that when one of them had a problem they were able to assist them or tow them back to Norway. So they're incredibly seaworthy, robust little ships. Apparently one of them even rolled 360 degrees during a particularly wild storm. I'm told the ship was fine, although I imagine the crew were fairly shaken up. Today she has a much easier life, carrying eight guests in four double or twin ensuite cabins on charters around the west coast of Scotland. It's always nice to be on a ship like this when the weather turns nasty. At least you know the ship will be fine. The limiting factor is only the guest and crew's comfort. For many years I've been a trustee for a charity called Living Water Mission. In 2015, we purchased a 70-foot, 45-ton schooner, originally called Hippo and now renamed Living Water. She was built in 1947 by Hugh McLean and Sons on the Clyde as an Admiralty launch, and then converted in 1994 by the McColl family. The original conversion involved cutting back the superstructure to create a centre cockpit with forward and aft coach roofs, side combings and hatches. They then added spars and standing rigging, along with a steel plate full-length keel, turning her into the schooner that she is today. We purchased her with the intention of taking her out to Papua New Guinea, where Living Water Mission, the charity, has been operating for many years. There she will be used to give vision and purpose to young people by operating a sail training and adventure programme, initially aimed at young men, teaching them about Christianity and how to live a disciplined life. The charity is in such a remote location that despite her limited capacity, she'll be able to carry a useful amount of cargo and passengers between the islands, the mainland and Australia. 
In due course, she will be reflagged and become Papua New Guinea's first resident sail training vessel. When we purchased her, she was lying in Kilmelford, on the west coast of Scotland, where she had sat for many years. So after a winter servicing the essential equipment and cleaning out the fuel tanks, etc., we delivered her from Scotland to the Isle of Wight, where the main refit was completed. Guy, the head of the charity, and his wife Collie were providing 24-hour care for Guy's elderly mum, so it was only when she passed away that the works on the boat started in earnest. All new safety gear was installed, the hull and deck repainted, roller furling fitted to the headstay, the rudder extended vertically to solve a lack of helm whilst under sail, all new comms and navigation electronics installed, a water maker fitted, galley equipment replaced, and of course everything else serviced and checked. Then a Papuan crew flew over to accompany Guy, Collie and the two South African mates. Following completion of their STCW basic training and some sail training, they departed the UK at the end of last year heading south. After a couple of stops in France, Spain and Madeira, they crossed the Atlantic to Antigua. After a short pit stop and a little visit to Dominica, they then set sail again for the east side of the Panama Canal. Today, as I record this, on the 18th of July 2019, they are just leaving Fiji on the final leg of their journey. You can follow the progress of Living Water on their website, livingwatermission.org. So then my wife and I returned to Greece, where we have a little 40-foot Sparkman Stevens catch. We spent almost two months pottering around the Ionian before it started to reach 40 degrees during the day. With a sea temperature of 25, it was just too much, and we flew back to the UK. We also needed to return, as I have just started a new job helping a client to find a yard to build a large power catamaran at. So this is what I've been up to over the last few months. Generally, I plan to record interviews for this podcast. But this is my life working on boats, here, there, everywhere. So I thought it might be interesting to intersperse the interviews with little updates and perhaps some of my stories from previous adventures. So please, let me know whether you think this kind of update is interesting or not. You can comment on this podcast on yourskipper.co.uk or on my Facebook page, just search for Your Skipper. I've got a couple of skippers that I plan to interview whilst back in Scotland, uh, hopefully in the next couple of months, so I look forward to sharing those as soon as possible. And then it'll be interesting to be able to share with you about the new project, this catamaran in France, which at the moment is planned to be 85 feet long, with a beam over 40 feet, so it's a pretty pretty big power cat. The build will take about 18 months, and we're expecting to be in France overseeing that um, pretty much the whole time. So there you go. Despite appearances, I haven't dropped off the edge of the world, and I look forward to sharing these interviews and more podcasts with you in the near future. In the meantime, fair winds and flat seas. Thanks for listening to the Your Skipper podcast from yourskipper.co.uk. For show notes or to contact Cameron directly, please visit yourskipper.co.uk.